Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we try and make some sense of the things we love about photography and some of the things we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you going? Really good. Really, really good. That's really, really good. Yeah. It's really, really good to see you. <laughs> Thank you. There's Likewise. I think there's too, too many really, really goods in there. but <laughs> we, can, we can draw a few more in there. That's it. Which maybe, we'll, maybe we'll have a bit of a competition to say... We should, we should, you know what we should do? One podcast. As long as there's we some drinks a, involved in no, this. No, no, no. <laughs> I've, I've got this idea. I've got an idea. We put some names into a hat. Just yeah. a, a word, right? Yeah. Some random words into a hat. Yeah. And we each, at the beginning of the podcast, pull out a random word. Okay. But we don't. Tell each other. Don't tell each other what it is. Okay. But we have to work it into the conversation. Okay. All right. You up for that challenge <laughs> yeah, sometime? Let's do it. We'll do, that'll be in a podcast coming to, to near you, you someday soon. Someday soon. <laughs> hey, what are we talking about? We're talking about changing out your rule book of photography. Yes. We all have one. We do, um, and especially us. Uh, no offence or anything, because I'm sitting in the same boat. Us relic photographers that learned in the film days. Yes. So we we kind of we kind of learned. The discipline, I suppose we we got a mindset around mm. some of the limitations of the gear, which which moving forward mm-hmm. actually then dictated what we couldn't couldn't do, what we couldn't couldn't do. So yeah. that kind of became our rule book. Uh huh. So there's and and look, there's a whole bunch of things, and sometimes too when people are are being taught photography, yes, the photographer that's teaching them will have a particular set of rules that they kind of work by and they'll pass that down. Yes. So, and, <laughs> and I suppose what we want to challenge in this podcast is to to get photographers to just throw out the rule book, just yeah. everything you did because you thought, I couldn't get the ISO up, I couldn't shoot at this low shutter speed. I couldn't photograph that style because no one would buy it. Yeah, or I, I, I shouldn't be shooting at this at this aperture. I shouldn't be shooting at this angle. Mm. All those different things that people wouldn't do because of various different reasons, like, you know, I mean, there's there's different, like I said, everyone, everyone has their own set of rules and, everyone, and everyone's mm. rules are going to be slightly different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, someone's rules might be, well, oh, I never shoot, I never shoot below. And we talked about in a previous podcast that, you know, telephoto lenses, mm. typically the rule of thumb is you will shoot at the focal length mm. plus some more sometimes. Mm. And I break that rule and Terry, very often. Terry breaks that rule. She just sees like, you know, <laughs> sees how low she can go. <laughs> I don't want to use the flash, so I go as low as I can possibly go. That's because she's forgot to charge the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Or or it's starting to make some weird smoking kind of situation oh, that's happening of late. I'm like, oh it's that, time to replace that. That's flash. your disco flash. <laughs> it is <laughs> Terry, did you bring a smoke machine? No, I just bought my uh-uh. spec. It's my SB800. It's on its way out. <laughs> so there you go. So rule books. Let's have a look, I suppose, at some of the things that people might have in their rule book. Yeah. And it, and it, and it could come to a lot of things too. It could come to also to do with their workflow. Mm. And some people will immediately, when they've taken a bad shot, they delete it straight off the camera. Mm. And then they move on. Mm. And if that is your kind of rule, like people do, I don't fill the memory card up with dud pictures. So I just delete as I go off. It's not a good. I Isn't just del- that actually bad? This is me being a rule person. But 
is potentially that bad practice because you can damage your memory card if you're shooting and then deleting, shooting and deleting. But the, the potential for corruption could be increased depending mm. on the age of the card. Mm. What most people don't, I suppose, understand about memory cards is that they do have a, they do have a life. You can write and read to them so many times and they will be then get to a point where they become unstable. Yeah, I've got so, several that need to be yeah, retired. Yeah, so you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't keep your memory card and, and keep shooting until it dies because that's, mm. that's not a good look. So you no. better, you better I, I just remember being in a photo shoot. It was for a local newspaper and I think I was doing, I was doing Movember mm-hmm. and there's a group of us doing it and the local paper said, do you want to come and we want to do a photo shoot? about you guys, you know, you've got a team together, you're doing November, you're raising money. Mm. Yeah, no problem. So we we're trying to get these crazy antics of four of us, like trying to all look around the corner of a doorway. So it's kind of like one had to lie on the ground and that one had to kind of lie on top and then the next person's crouching over and then the last person. So you, you just see these four heads in a line <laughs> in the door frame. Yeah. Am I painting you enough? Yeah. There? Okay. <laughs> so the guy, we've, it, we're contortioning into this spot. And yeah. he's going, hey, hey, ready? And then he says, oh, bugger. <laughs> what? We look that bad? Oh, no, something's wrong with my card. And he pulls this um, uh, CF card out of his camera. Yeah. And it looked like he picked it up at the local tip. No. It was cruddy. It was, I'm saying, how old is this card? He goes, oh, I've had it like, you know, maybe five, six years. I no, said. that's got to go. And it failed. And I said to him, seriously, like you need to you need to swap your cards out much more regularly. That's yeah. just why you just yeah. you, you really got lucky that probably I lasted keep them that for long. Nostalgia and that's it because I'm like, this is the first card I ever <laughs> bought. <laughs> you know, it, it takes ten minutes for every shot to load now. But it, yeah, you're right. It's just it's it's dangerous practice. It is so, but sometimes people just have that rule where you know just keep. They just keep using the same card over and over again mm, and they won't mm. replace them. Some other people have a rule where they just basically shoot with a card once and then get a new card. Mm. And so there's there's different rules that people have to do different mm. things and that's great. And But I suppose some of the, that's one rule, but one of the rules I suppose we're more interested in kind of expanding on in this podcast is some of the rules around how you maybe compose a picture and a, a lot of yeah. people do, do get very – kind of hung up around the rule of thirds. Yeah, which so, I I don't always agree with. I understand the theory behind it because your eye is drawn and the way that we see things yes. and aesthetically it's pleasing. But I don't think that that should be the be-all and end-all when it comes to taking a photograph. No, I don't think you should not take the photograph because it doesn't fit into the rule of thirds mm. idea. Mm. Um, so people don't take the photograph, you know, to mix it up. Mm. Move the subject around. You yeah, know, that's some, right. So sometimes having having the subject in a corner and having lots of negative space can actually add a sense of mystery. Oh, it's amazing. You yeah. Know? And I, remember I, those high key, key images where people would create, you know, you'd put, you'd put your subject in the corner. Yeah. And you'd have just negative space. Incredible. I remember shooting like that for quite some time. Yeah. So again, it just, and again, it kind of doesn't really fit into the normal Mm. you know rules of photography of how people see it because we get conditioned too because every day we get to see some images yes and some of those images are just how would you say they're just predictable yeah predictable the way they're yeah way they're shot predictable the way the composition is 
And sometimes you think, well, you know, people maybe should mix it up. Yeah. And I guess it kind of poses a really interesting thought process behind that is everybody has a style in their photographic journey and their in their their work. Yes. So those are definitely considerations when it comes to your own personal rule book, but it is okay to still break those those rules. Yes. You know, you might have a rule that you don't go past a certain ISO, you don't shoot any slower than two hundredth of a second. I don't I don't take this let this lens get down to I don't shoot below this f stop or above yeah, this f stop. Yeah, for, yeah. For, for whatever reason. Yeah, and I guess you know, in saying that as well, I've started to challenge myself a little bit lately, and I I used to be, well, I still am predominantly quite a shallow depth of field shooter, but yes. I have started shooting a little bit higher. You know, five point six and yes. and f four. Ooh, Terry's living on the edge. I know, totally. <laughs> <laughs> when I do real estate, it's always eleven thirteen. You know, yes. it's it's actually quite quite fine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they, that's me kind of breaking my own set of rules just to to do things particularly. But also there are some rules that, that you need to adhere to. So if you're taking a photograph of a group of people, it's probably a good idea to have an F5.6 yes. or an F4 rather than a 2.8. I've yes. been caught out in the, the past. <laughs> Especially if, they, if that group of people is kind of a little bit staggered. Yeah. You know, if you could line their all eyes up perfectly with a laser and get them all perfectly in a line and then take the photo, then you can take your sunglasses off the top of your head too with please, sir, and uh, handbags all down the front. That's it. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) So what other rules do you think? I mean, there's people have rules within post. Mm -hmm. So people, some people won't go, I don't Photoshop or I don't do this or I don't do that. Mm. And I think, again, Mm. sometimes it's good to maybe – Walk on the wild side and try some different things. <laughs> my my personal rule in post is no airbrushing. No airbrushing. <laughs> and I have been walking on the wild side lately and I have been airbrushing. Yes. And, you know, it might add several hours to my workflow. Yep. But at the end of the day, it you know, it can potentially create more, more enhanced images and it can be quite beautiful. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I think... So I think yeah. your, your your rules around post, maybe challenge them. Yeah. And and maybe so if you thought, yeah. Well, the other the other rule is, and this is kind of starting to become an unwritten rule, and it's it's kind of it does worry me a bit that mm. every young photographer who shoots thinks they have to edit the images like they have to edit. oh I, ch- I shot all my pictures and then I went straight home I took them in the light room and I did this 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 gosh I love it when I shoot something and I can I can literally deliver straight from camera yes it just has a simple a simple tweak and I think that's that's a rule that's kind of started kind of going around you know on the social media stuff that you know I edited it with this, I used this preset, I did this, I did that. I think that's more an expectation. I, I heard someone say the other day they received some photographs back and they had some bruising on their body and they said that they didn't think that the photographer had actually edited the images because the, the bruising was still evident. Yes. And I said, I'm really sorry, but that that is actually not editing, that is airbrushing and enhancing so yes. the photographer has actually edited the images what you're talking about is additional yes and, and and again people do have rules around that as well yeah about what they're going to change like body shaping oh that that's actually a hard rule of mine i won't do it will not do it 
Unless it, unless it's been asked of me. Yes. Because people are beautiful regardless. You know, like I, I think it's 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 a the fashion industry got into that kind of yeah. slippery slippery slope where terrible situation where they mm. where they start you know airbrushing models and kind yeah. of bot- reducing the how they looked. Yeah, and I think it sets unreal ex- expectations on people. It it makes them feel that they're not good enough. Yes, and I mean, and, and look, some rules are good to keep. I, I think it's like you said about the person with yeah. the the bruises, unless the person. I mean, if the person was involved in a bad car accident, and those, and that, and they're obviously, yeah, involved in a wedding or something, yeah, that you can understand why you might want to remove them. That's right. That's yeah. right. But otherwise, you know, that's a discussion to have with your photographer about some additional editing. Yes. Yeah. And I'm never, I'm never against doing anything additional like that. But that's a hard rule of mine that I don't want to create images that aren't true representations of yep. what, what. I would have seen or yep. what they were on that day. So some rules you don't want to actually throw out. No. Or challenge because they probably – but are, are they rules or are they morals? That's a really good one actually. That's probably my moral set and my values. Mm. Absolutely. You, you, you don't want to deceive somebody. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it comes down to integrity as well, your personal integrity. You, yeah. It's really, that's a really good point, yeah. Yeah, so I think some, some, so they're not probably the things that we're really directly talking about. Mm. It is kind of those ones, that the self-imposed mm. rules where we set ourselves these sometimes probably to a degree sometimes unrealistic yeah. set of operating parameters. Yeah, and so you, when we were talking before when you mentioned about editing – so you felt that that was a bit of a rule from people. Do you think that 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 has to do with their? Um, well, I don't think people. Ha- I don't think people should be expected to have to edit. I mean, that's right. I, I think people should be encouraged to try and get as much in camera. Yes. Get it right in camera shoot. Yes. And I'm I'm of the same opinion as you. Is that if I can fix it before I shoot it, that's to me easier because yeah. I don't want to have to remove if if I can reposition the subject so I can shoot it so I don't have the post or the rubbish bin or some other thing or I can remove the rubbish bin out of the mm. scene and just say, hey, can we just move that over here for yeah. a minute? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes people don't don't um, even realise, like, oh, I didn't I didn't think of that yeah. type of thing. So Yeah, and they can be oversights, so that's that's completely fine. No, and, look, but... and look, we're all guilty sometimes in the haste of, the, in the haste of putting it together. Mm. You'll shoot the shot, and then when you go and pull it on the screen, you go, "How did I miss that?" Yeah, and then there's something you have to fix. In. Gosh, that's that's definitely been me in the past. I'm like, "Damn it!" Yeah, like I said, so it's so difficult to go and then fix it mm. in post and mm. get rid of it. So it's kind of like, yeah. So, what sort of rules do you have for your own shooting, then, Stephen? Um, I suppose look, some of the rules around, like I said, I I don't adhere to the the rule of thirds. I just I, I'll go with what I feel. Yeah. Works for the subject. Yeah, and do so, you feel because you shoot a lot of street, it's more adaptable in that yeah, respect? Yeah, well, it does because yeah. sometimes, you know, I recently entered a competition and I had a shot that was one of the criticisms by the judge was that I should have fixed one of the shutters that was falling off the window. What? Because it was crooked. I could have straightened that in Lightroom. There's a tool. But my problem with that is it was the way it was. So I I won't change something like that. I mean, if it's I won't make something look 
So if our peers are saying that to us, what, what well, this, sort of a message is that sending the photographic community? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's just one person's opinion that, yeah. that, that image would have been stronger if you had done this, this and this. And yes, might have been aesthetically more pleasing. I've heard similar things from judges in the past for but, but competitions. For, but yeah. I think the trouble is people don't understand street photography. So that mm. person was looking at that as a, it might have been thought that this is a posed image. It was purely a street photography image. It was one that was caught on the spur of the moment. I, yeah. s- I saw something interesting happening in a window. I shot it. And <laughs> Stalker. Stalker. <laughs> and, yes, it had some flaws in the image from that. That could, yes, could have been fixed in post. Yeah. But, I mean, but I'm not going to break my rule of I want to. I want the scene to be as real as I can. And Good I, on you. And one of my, I suppose one of the rules that I don't kind of bend too much on is, is saturation. Yeah. If if there's a very vibrant sunset, like I showed you that sunset image. Yeah. That is basically shot other than – I can tell you the edits that were done on that image. So it was deliberately underexposed. Yes. So it was actually um, recovered from the shadows. Yes. And sharpening. Yes. And a watermark. Amazing. The colour in that is yes, ridiculous. It is. The colour was absolutely. And sometimes I've actually have done the opposite. I've shot some amazing sunsets where the colour just looked like it was too strong. So mm-hmm. the, And that can be the camera doing that, like mm-hmm. the, the dynamic range. Mm-hmm. Where I've actually slightly turned the saturation down slightly mm-hmm. just to make it look more like how I'm how I remember seeing it with my eye because our eyes, you know, have pretty good dynamic range. Mm. But sometimes, like I said, and I suppose the the interesting thing about with digital cameras is when you take a night scene and you take a very long exposure at night, you start to see tonal range that you we can't see. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you, you you know the type of shot I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. You know, that long exposure night yeah. street scene. So So sometimes that's not – you couldn't walk into the street and look at that scene and, and see, see that. that with the naked eye. That's right, yeah. But the camera allows you to kind yeah. of – it kind of condenses time. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, take a bunch of time and squash it into one little frame, mm. which is what long exposure is really. Mm. So I think some of those things are things that I kind of, I suppose, are rules that I do. But, I mean, I do, I do regularly break my own rules as well. I think it's important too, isn't it? I, I, look, yeah. I think to grow as a photographer, you have to break you have to break your own rules. Yeah. If, if you're going to have a rigid set of rules that you're going to photograph by, you could potentially paint yourself into a corner. Mm. I think you'll get so far, and then you'll go, "Well, oh yeah, but I never, I never shoot above this ISO, or, mm. I, or I never shoot this shutter speed." And mm. sometimes then that might just then be holding you back. I know one that I had in the past was to only shoot what I need. Yes. Which. I have to say it turned me into a very bland photographer for a little, for a moment in time. So you're talking about not overshooting? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've, I've recently remembered why I would overshoot. It's because yes. there is so much happening and, and, that, and, and by gives, doing that. It gives you choices. That's exactly right. And you're also catching those those little moments that, that bring and tie that day together or a story. I'm talking about weddings. Sorry, guys. Yes, yeah. Um, but it, I, for a long time, I was quite resistant to overshooting because it would create more work for me yes. afterwards. And and that is, it is, look, when you're shooting, when you're an event photographer, mm. it is always a challenge not to overshoot mm. because sometimes then you've got more and more 
things to work, work thousands from. and thousands yeah. of images to shift through. So that's a, that's a harder a harder job for you after you shoot. Mm. But sometimes the the trade off of of overshooting is is that you, there's a gem in there. That's right. You might have have taken ten shots of the same scene. And, and, your, and your one first, of them is in focus. Well, well, <laughs> you know? your, your first shot might have been okay. I want to capture this, mm. and you shoot it, and then you subsequently decide to shoot another five or six frames afterwards. And, there's mm-hmm. some, and a couple of subtleties change. Might be the way the person turns. Mm-hmm. Might be where their hand positioning is, mm-hmm. or it might be someone else's, you know, interaction that you've just caught from That's a slightly right. different angle. Yes, that. All of a sudden, that when you look at it on the computer screen, that is a more powerful image, yeah. and that tells that story of that particular time better That's than right. your first choice. That's right. So sometimes, yeah, having a rule of not trying not to overshoot is sometimes good to break that rule. So yeah. some, so some shoots. Sometimes I'll shoot very. I'll, I'll kind of swing both ways here. Sometimes <laughs> I'll shoot really, really minimal. Yes. And I have to really. I have. And it, I kind of have to ask myself. And I'm going to borrow, and I didn't think of it this way, but I'm going to borrow something from you. But I, I think yeah. if I think about it in these terms, if I shoot this, would I print it? Yes. Right? Yes. And if I go, no. Then no, yeah. Or, or or are the people I'm shooting for, are they going to like it? Is there going to be something in there that resonates with this yes. image? And I definitely ask myself those questions while I'm photographing as well. Yep. And then sometimes I'll see something that I really think is interesting mm. and I'll shoot it. And when I look at the back of the camera, the interest doesn't come through. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you, you go, oh, that's not really capturing it. So you'll shoot a whole lot of, of the same thing from slightly different angles, mm. up low, down low, mm. you know, swinging around, doing whatever, mm-hmm. to try and capture that, I suppose, to capture a unique frame in there mm. which actually really resonates with what you saw. That's right, yeah. So, yeah, so that's really relatable there. That is another... I suppose yeah. another thing that um, yeah. I kind of do. I'm keen to find out what other people have rules in because we're all different and we no, all exactly. shoot differently and I'm sure that there's some rules out there that we haven't mentioned. Yes. And, I mean, look, one of the rules is some people, it comes around gear. So mm. some people really when they go on a photo shoot, they over-prepare heaps of lenses, stacks of lenses more than they need. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's not a bad idea and sometimes I'll just throw a prime lens on and I'll go, you know what? This'll do. I'm just gonna shoot this. On the weekend I shoot I put the fourteen mil prime on and I shot a whole lot of stuff for the fourteen mil prime. Amazing. Which is for some some things is difficult, but for other things So it, interesting. For some other things it's amazing. Yeah. And I've got to share a picture I took with the with the fourteen mil with some afternoon light in the mm. lounge room. My wife was lying on the lounge with the oh, dog. Yeah. <laughs> so she's on she's got a she's probably on checking Facebook or checking <laughs> something on the phone. And the dog's lying on top of her. Yeah. And the window light was coming in. It was just hitting Oh nice. It was just illuminating her head area yeah, and, beautiful, and that. Beautiful. And because I was in anticipation, I'd shot some kind of storm cloud pictures earlier. So that's why the yeah. fourteen mil prime was on there and I was yeah. kind of hoping Quietly hoping there was going to be a nice sunset, which there was. But I shot this other shot. And, again, it's a really nice example of how that lens produces a very different-looking image. Yeah, it does. It, there's, it's, it's just magic. Hmm. Yeah. It is. It's kind of like something. Like some, Old-school documentary kind of work. Yeah, yeah. In it's, my it, mind, yeah. It's, it's something, like I said, it, 
it's great. I think sometimes wide lenses are great mm. for storytelling mm-hmm. yeah. because you see the a lot scene. of stuff. There's yeah. a lot of stuff in the scene. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're doing like a an environmental portrait. Absolutely. You know, with your subject, you can include, if, it, if it's a chef, you, know, you can include lots of the items in the kitchen that they might yes. use. Yes. Or if it's, um, say, if it's a writer. Yes. Some of the tools of the trade. That's right. You know, being able to capture a whole bunch of stuff in that image. That's right. Mm. Yeah, cool. Well, Terry, I think let's kind of summarise. I think Mm. we've been talking about breaking the rules, your own rules. Yeah. I I think, you know, it's just something that people, it's just another thing someone, people can just try to do something different. Yeah. If you break your own rules and you go out and shoot completely different, and you don't like it, you can always go back. Go back. It's not yeah. like it's not like it's in concrete, is it? It's not the end of the world. No. No. So hey, we'd love to <laughs> look, we'd love to hear from people if they have, like you said mm. before, these if they have hard, fast rules and they just don't bend. Because there might be something that we we do inherently and we just haven't even really thought about it, to be honest. Exactly. I'm sure there is a few that we'll share with you out there. That's it. Well, Terry, until next time. Yeah, chat soon. Great chatting. See, See ya. ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this edition of Photo Mission Focus Discussing Photography. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did so, leave us a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a future show, drop that in the comments as well. And just remember, the next photo you take could be your best yet. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.